Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. It, it, it's pretty handy, right? So you can see uh, what's going on with it. And so you, you see here that, uh, you know, we had this, uh, you know, back in, uh, so they came back with their earnings in July. There was some pretty high volatility for a while, but then you comes right up here before earnings. It was pretty high. And then just look at that bleed off in volatility over the next few days. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest back online. We have Rance Mayshek and Chris Mercer from MarketGear.com. And, uh, you know, they've been on the show before and it's, it's a real pleasure to, to talk with them because they, they're both just a wealth of knowledge. So guys, thanks so much for coming back on. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, the last episode that we talked about, it was on, uh, bull call spreads. And now this time we're going to be talking about, should you buy or sell options and, um, talking about the impact of volatility and time on options traders and, most of my audience that listens, and and, and I, at least I hope so, has had a chance to at least dabble into options. But if they're anything like I was when I first started trading, like options are, are a completely separate beast than just buying a stock outright. It's so easy. Just click a buy button and, hey, I'm long stock. And you could also click the buy button and, and be long a call. But it's a totally different scenario when you do that. And then, let God forbid, you sell a call and you have no idea what you're doing. And then the market continues to rally forever, like it does apparently, and uh, you know that that can totally wreck a portfolio without even realizing it. So, Rance, you tell me, when should I buy and when should I sell options? So, uh, you know, one of the things about this, Chris, we in last week's session, uh, we or the last session we were on, we talked about the bull uh, call spread. And by the way, for the listeners that if you're if you're not real familiar with what a call option is, how it works. If you watch the first few minutes of that one, we kind of go into a definition. Uh, for time's sake today, we're just going to kind of drive straight into the, the the meat of this. But if you need a little reference on what a call option is, how it works, we, we touched on it there. Um, so uh, in, in this, though, we're talking about uh, you know the impact, the, the two biggest things that impact your options trading is the impact of time and the impact of volatility. And so what I want to share with your listeners here is that when you're uh, looking at uh, entering a position, you want to consider what that is. Now, uh, we did in the previous session I did with you, Chris, we did the bull call spread. We both bought an option and sold an option. So we're able to reduce some of these impacts. Uh, but it's real important to understand what they are, how it can uh, hurt you if you're not set up right. And partly so that people can also see the importance of doing spreads versus directional options. So to do that, let me, what I want to do here is I, I want to look at a couple stocks that, uh, uh, in their recent earnings and some of what happened through that. Um, sure. And so 
Uh, to do that, I'm gonna let me share my screen here. Yeah, um, and, and before we get too deep, I did want to remind our listeners to head over to marketgear.com/slash Chris Yule. That's spelled C H R I S U H L. That's me. Head to marketgear.com/slash Chris Yule, and uh, you can get two weeks of Market Gear totally for free, and then fifty percent off your first month if you decide that you love it, like you probably will. I mean, I gotta tell you, they they gave me some behind the scenes access to this, and. I was completely blown away by the amount of 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 things that it can do. I, I, I mean, there, there's just so much to to learn. In fact, I was telling Rance uh, the first time he showed it this to me, I'm like, you're gonna have to like sit down and hold my hand because like there is so much wealth of tools and and tactics and everything else inside this platform. It's really cool. Yeah, and by the way, we have some really comprehensive trainings on it and that as well. But uh, but the other thing we do is I think we do a pretty good job of taking complex things and simplifying a little bit, you know, and, uh, but there's a lot to it. There's a lot in the platform. I'm going to, definitely is. So, uh, so thank you very much. And, uh, in fact, we're seeing that now uh, a little bit on the platform. And, uh, what I want to share with you here is just a couple of stocks and some of what happened, uh, through the last earnings. So if I look here at, uh, the, the earnings for Apple, uh, the last earnings came out on the, uh, on uh, the 29th, uh, and so I, what I want to do here is I want to look at this uh, on on what would have happened if you would have got in right before that, and why this is kind of an important thing to to understand. And uh, in fact, actually, uh, while I'm on this, uh, what you're looking at down here, this this graph, the second one here, is H V over I V. So the blue line. Let's just the blue line is what we're caring about in this particular case. The blue line is the implied volatility. So I said that the two things that will impact an option is time and volatility. So uh, the implied volatility is the. Uh, it's basically what is the anticipated potential move of the option. And, you know, like for example, the implied volatility of something like GE is going to be a fraction of what it's going to be for something like Apple. Apple is going to be a lot less than what it's going to be for something like an Amazon. Right. So, uh, so it, it's because, and that's why, because of potential uh, movement. Um, well, when do you have a higher potential of movement? How about right before an earnings report? Mm -hmm. Right. So just the day before the earnings come out, you can see it. We have this this like peak in this uh, implied volatility. Um, and then right after the earnings, I'm going to show you this and then I'm going to look at some numbers on it. What happened was the earnings report came out and then look at what happened to the implied volatility. Right. Because, right. And so that yellow line, by the way, is the average. That's the one year okay. average of it. Right. So before earnings. This is was, actually really cool to be able to see this on the screen. I've never seen that in a chart before. It, it, it's pretty handy, right? So you can see uh, what's going on with it. And so you, you see here that, uh, you know, we had this, uh, you know, back in, uh, so they came back with their earnings in July. There was some pretty high volatility for a while, but then you comes right up here before earnings. It was pretty high. And then just look at that bleed off in volatility over the next few days. Now notice something, the stock actually went up. Volatility came down. Volatility is not about stock direction. Although there is a tendency for it to be a little bit lower when there's a nice, steady, even climb. Uh, just to let you know. But uh, but the the reality is that drop in volatility had some serious impact on this. So what I did was I, to show this to you because I needed a pass trade to be able to uh, to a pass position to be able to show this as it moves forward. What happened? Uh, what I did was I set up that uh, the November 27th call option on uh, 1028. 
right? So on uh, the day before, uh, before the earnings comes out. And, and here's what I want you to see on this. Let me, I'm going to bring this up in our back tester. So this is our options back testing. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually going to also, because it's a little bit easier to see, I'm going to do a quick thing here and change to a light theme. I'm a uh, light theme person. I know a lot of people like dark theme, but I, I'm a light theme guy. Uh, well, and I'll tell you that in this particular instance, uh, what happens is uh, uh, the 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 contrast, especially when you're doing a screen share like this, is a little bit nicer uh, in the light theme. So that's part of why we're doing that too. So, so here, if you look at this, um, what we're seeing here, th this is in our back testing mode. Um, the if I were to buy the stock on 1028, um, so I'm right here. That's like that where that crosshair is, and then. It moved up slightly, but then look at this. The, the stock went up for a day, went down, and then even though the stock trended back up, what you're seeing here in the blue, the area the area chart is Apple mm -hmm. stock. The line is the value of my trade. So notice oh, what happened here. That's yes, cool. Right? So from the day I got in until the expiration, in fact, actually, if I uh, do this, that I can, so, so this is my start date. This is my analyze date. So in other words, my entry date, my exit date. And I can stair step that across and see how that plays out. So notice something here. Um, the If I would have got in this the, the day uh, before earnings, two days later, I'd be sitting at a 40% loss on my option. Right. Why? Because and the price of the stock is almost flat. Well, right. I mean, it, it did go down a little bit, but then look at this. Then the stock goes back up. And even though the stock went back up, look at what's happening here, how this is just bleeding down yeah. through this. And why? It's because, uh, again, uh, going back to just, let me just show the, um, uh, just the, the HV. And I got to get to the right point on the chart. Uh, September, we're talking about the, uh, the November, uh, Nov here. So, um, so if I look at this, my implied volatility uh, starts crushing down, right? And, and that is that no as that happens, uh, the price of the options going up. So even though you're seeing the stock going up here, uh, right, it, it didn't go up enough to make up for the drop in volatility. Otherwise, those lines would be the same. And right? that's where a lot of new traders who want to be long options because they heard, hey, options give you you know a hundred to one leverage or whatever you want to call it, more bang uh, for your buck. Yeah, yeah, that that's where they get hosed. They don't understand the the volatility risk and the time risk associated with buying a stock versus buying an option. It's a totally different animal. It, it really is. And so just to, um, uh, to hit that one more uh, example of that really quick here is if I look at Amazon, uh, same thing. Amazon also came out the same day with earnings. You know, there's that earnings season period, uh, right, where uh, there were like 68 of the S&P 500 all came out on 1028, by the way. Uh, so over 10% of the S&P 500 in one day. Um, so I went to look at this. And what you'll notice here is that, uh, you know, I can look at the chart here. This is the day I entered. Uh, if I show the chart, I guess, uh, show the regular chart. Um, so in this particular case, this was, uh, you know, I entered the day before and you notice it came down, but then it came back up pretty quick. Well that, so you go, Oh, I, I would have been in okay shape. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. If, when you look at this, uh, again, let me just go back to that because you could see again here, as that happened, look at where my implied volatility was. I so said that blue line again. And then look at what happened with implied volatility. It just kept bleeding off. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. with that, it's going to hurt the options position, the directional options position. So in this particular instance, what happened was stock took a hit. Why didn't the why didn't the option fall as much as the stock? Well, because actually in this particular instance, 
implied volatility, that fear factor part, actually buffered that loss just slightly. But then when it started going up, it didn't match it. And you never really got into a profit uh, worth mentioning. That's going to be minuscule. Um, and then look at, even though it, it, it like starts trending up here, your, your position, again, the blue yeah. line here is the value of your option. Even though the stock is trending higher, the value of your option is trending lower. Why? Dropping in volatility. Yeah, and I think decay, the right? way you describe it is bleeding is a really good metaphor for it. So that would be buying the option, right? You want to you want to have it when implied volatility is rising yes. and you want to have it when the stock price is rising as well. Yes. Yep. Right. So, Am I understanding that well, correctly? Well, it, de it depends on which option you're using, because obviously if you're doing, uh, you know, call, if you're if you're buying calls, you want the stock price going up. Right. right. Okay. It, right? Fair point. You're There's a lot to options down, than so just saying buying an option. Either direction here, right? But as a as a really strong rule of thumb here, what you want to to look at is where is the implied volatility? If the implied volatility is in the higher part of its uh, of its range, another in in the it, I'll tell you in a simple thing on our platform, if it's above the yellow line, that means it's above its average. That means those that means those those options are high priced compared to norm. Um, and so if it's if they're high priced compared to norm, there's two decisions to make. What am I going to do and which options am I going to use to do it? So if it's high volatility, I want to be a seller. What am I going to do right. to be a seller? I'm going to be using it. Depend, if I'm expecting the stock to go up, I might look more to puts selling puts. Although I'd sell a spread because you want to limit your risk, right? Get that done, right? But that that when it's when they're up above this midpoint, uh, high implied volatility. By the way, you can get you can get volatility charts at several places. We just happen to have it here, and we have it on the you know you saw it on the chart already. But when it's above that me that midpoint, then um, I want to be more of a seller of options. When it's below that point, I want to be more of a buyer uh, of options, um, and. That, so that's the volatility side. Now, there's two parts to that. The other one is time. So one of the big things that happens with, uh, I mean, it's almost like it's a rite of passage of an options trader uh, that they're either going to learn it through being taught or they're going to learn it through the school of hard knocks. And that is buying an option, let's say a call option, expecting the stock to go up and the stock goes up, but it didn't go, but by call option went down. Well, yep. That can happen because of time decay also. So if you're in a really short-term option mm -hmm. and you're buying it, you've got this, this time decay. You, you, you know, if you buy a short-term option and you look at your account, you'll hear this little vacuum sound. That's the time <laughs> being sucked out of those options. Um, and uh, you know, it, 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 if you're in a really short-term option, that can hurt you a, a lot. So when I'm buying options, I'm usually buying out at least 60 days out in time, and I'm never going to hold it that long, right? Because what the, the way a time decay graph works, and I don't have a, a super awesome uh, uh, way to show this here uh, on, on this. I should have had a, a, a sheet for a graphic for it. But time decay, if I buy, a, let's say, a three-month option, the first few days of time in that, it's going to be very, very small um, uh, cost of time. But as I get toward the end of that, it's going to be a very, very high cost of time. So again, mm -hmm. if I buy a two-week option, if I buy a two-week option, you're already in that fast time decay period. So right. uh, you know, I know we were talking in a, a previous podcast about you liking put spreads and that you like to do them like a week out or two weeks out. You know, mm -hmm. the more than that, right? Uh, I'm in the two to four week max, um, but uh, but in that still, it's that short term, and I'm in a sell position, and I'm making money on the time decay. 
Mm-hmm. If I'm in a buy position, I want to be further out in time so that time decay doesn't hurt me as much. So mm-hmm. that's really the main point I wanted to get across here on uh, on this session today. The two pieces, huh. you want to be a seller when uh, of options, not a buyer, when implied volatility is high, above its mean, above its average. You want to, you'd rather be a buyer of those when it's low. And then on the time side of this, you want to be a seller of short-term options and more of a buyer of long-term options. Uh, those two pieces uh, will set you up for a, a higher probability of success in your options trading. Then with that as the base, then you look at what options to use. So if I'm bullish and I'm going to be selling options because they're up there, I'm going to be looking at puts or put spreads mm-hmm. where if it's more uh, and I'm going to do them shorter term. Right. Where if I'm if if it's more of something there that I'm expecting that volatility to be increasing, uh, I'm going to be looking at more buying options. In fact, just one little thing on this, and hopefully we'll have a chance to talk about straddles in one of our, you know, if I can come back and talk about those at some point. I've had times where I've gone in and bought a straddle. That's buying a call option and a put option before an earnings report like a week before. And as you come close to the earnings report, the implied volatility, even though the stock hasn't moved yet, it might even be in consolidation waiting for the earnings report. But because of the increase in implied volatility coming into that, that fear factor, that unknown, what's going to happen uh, coming into the earnings, the, the price of the options go up and you make money even if the stock hasn't moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, if you do ride through the earnings, you're hoping it was going to move one way or the other. And then on a straddle, you got to get out because right. now you've got volatility collapsing on both of them. So uh, I, I, that wasn't meant to be teaching straddle, just as an indication no, 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 no. of flying versus selling. My big takeaway here, which is actually something that, that I, I had developed through experience, but not necessarily had someone like Gandalf, like yourself, hold me by the hand and tell me, but uh, that if you're if you're going to sell options, you do it in a shorter time frame. If you want to buy options, you do it in a longer time frame. Irrespective of volatility, just that that concept right there yep. is something that I learned personally just through experience and not actually having been told that. So that was. That's my biggest takeaway from this, Rance. I, it, it I just uh, layer I that on top. Just... You put the implied on top of that, and now you've got a one-two punch that's going to make even that much more powerful in it. Go yeah. Ahead. Whoa, this was really good. I, I feel like uh, I don't know if you can tell. I really took something away from that, so thank you. I appreciate You're that. Very, I hope the viewers did too. You're very welcome. And, and, and by I, way, some of the tools we're looking at here. If you guys want to take a look at it. Uh, we've set it up a nice little thing for Chris, for your listeners. So that's what I was about to say. Yeah. I hope the audience has already gone to marketgear.com slash Chris Yule. That's C H R I S U H L. That's me. You get two weeks of market gear for free, which is what Rance is demoing all this on and 50% off your first month when you do that. So this was really good, Rance. I got to tell you, I'm going to be scratching my head over the weekend thinking about this. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's enjoy doing it, and uh, uh, you know, I love sharing this with your your listeners. And uh, you know, if we can have a chance to do some other topics in the future, would love to have a chance to do that. Oh, without a doubt, Rance. I got to tell you, you are you are a fount of knowledge, and I feel like we have just cracked the spigot here. This is going to be good. So, Rance, thank Thanks. you, uh, and and Chris as well. Chris, um, you know, I'm sorry we didn't get to, to hear much. <laughs> yeah, from you today. yeah, not that much this time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, hey, I appreciate your guys' time, and make sure you head on over to uh, marketgear.com/slash Chris Yule. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. 
And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.